0: Born in Jerusalem in 1924, Rav Chaim David Halevi would go on to serve in Sahel during the War of Independence, receive the prestigious Israel Prize, and become the Chief Rabbi of Tel Aviv. Rav Halevi was a prolific writer, broad thinker, and bold rabbinic leader who marshaled his vast halachic knowledge to address modern halachic questions. In this series, we will delve into responses written by Rav Halevi in his sefer, Aseh Rav. Okay, book Yisrael and Ranana Studying the Chuvot, the response of Rav Chaim David Halevi. We're in the first uh, first khalec, Siman Kaftet. And a very basic question. Can we change God's will through our Tfilot? Basic fundamental philosophical question in Judaism. The question comes from a student. student a student studying humanities. This uh, this guy writes to Rav Chaim David Halevi. Recently, I felt a, a push to return to uh, to be about tshuva. I'm trying. He says I'm trying to learn about uh, about Judaism and Torah and all these different things. And uh, he says one thing that's very challenging for me is tefillah. Me I've never davened before this this time. And now that I'm pouring out my heart to to Hashem, I have different feelings. I'm so they're also contradictory feelings. He says, on the one hand, I feel uh, this amazing ability to pour out my feelings. On the other hand, why does God need to know about my my needs—he knows this already. What, what am I doing here? What's the purpose of this tefillah experience? And the chaynaim yesh uh, leshanot et ritzon haelohim. Do we have the power to change God's will through tefillah? That's the fundamental question. Now, Rav Chaim David Halevi. First of all, a few things that are important here. Number one, the fact that he writes about a tshuva like this in a halachic work speaks to the broadness of his uh, of his interest. He doesn't just speak, you know, focus on do I need to say, uh, you know, this bracha again? If I'm not sure, this is the case of Safikna. He's dealing with deeper and broader philosophical questions. These are also shevat that he wants his readers to uh, to understand. That's number one. Uh, Number two is, uh, you know, he draws from, in this case, from Judaism's philosophical tradition. And he suggests that there are many answers to this question, but I'm going to share with you one, he says, from the, an, a famous Jewish uh, philosopher by the name of Rabbeinu Bachya. Rabbeinu Bachya was one of the uh, primary medieval Jewish philosophers. And, uh, and so he's going to draw from his, from a tefillah that Rabbeinu Bachya wrote, uh, which he composed for, as an addition to the Amidah. Now the Amidah is a fixed text. They're nineteen brachot, eighteen, nineteen brachot, which were composed already in the time of the Unshaken Knesset Hagdola. But the last paragraph, Elokeinu, is an addition. It's an addition, actually, that comes from the time of the Talmud, but it's a it's a subjective, personal addition to the Tefillah. And the one, the sense that one gets, the one when, when one studies this, is that you could really add on anything at the end of Tefillah. Okay we can compose our own tfila and perhaps we should and U Bahya composes his own tfila and this tefila, it's a short tfila captures a number of the answers that uh Rav Chaim David Halvi wants to give to the student so this is the tfila that Rav uh, Abenu Bahya composed Elohai my God sa'ani la bifkhitut idiyati He says, first of all, I I don't really have the ability to stand before you uh, with my small mind, my narrow understanding, because you are great, and you are uplifted, and me with my small mind, uh, who am I to call out to you and to ask things of you? Aval. But Rabbi Nubachi says, but, "However, permit me, because of your commandment, because you've commanded me to call out to you, and you've asked me, you've, you've commanded me to praise you, based on my own understanding of, of you. Even though I'm, I'm again, I'm even Shafel, and I don't fully understand your greatness." The but you know, Hashem, tiknuti You know, tiknuti uh, perhaps is what I need to fix. You know how I behave. And the, and the only reason I'm sharing these things with you, you know me already. The only reason I'm sharing this with you, Hashem, is to recognize my own smallness. If I ask for something that's not good for me. Sometimes we ask for things. We think, this is what I need. This is what I need. This is what's chaser in my life. If I ask for something in my foolishness, which I don't really need, uh, your higher wisdom is more important. It's greater than my my foolish understanding. And I'm already recognizing. I'm recognizing your that everything is ultimately based on your zera. This is the this is the tefila. Now, Rav Chaim David Levi is going to take this apart very quickly and point out how each of these points here is an answer to this young student's question. Hasheila <laughs> rishonah, the first question. <laughs> first question that bothered Rabbi Noachia. Who are we to stand before? Uh, ha- 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 Al- the answer to this question elecha. Hashem, I'm, I'm not worthy of standing before you but you've given me permission you've commanded me to stand before you so we don't have the right to stand before Hashem except for the fact Hashem has commanded us to do this in the words of Rav Salavechik this is like a matir a matir means that we, we need a permission to daven and what's our permission? a permission is that God has commanded us it's a tzivui That's number one. Number two, why do we need to ask Hashem for things? Doesn't God know what our needs are? Isn't this questioning God's omniscience that God knows everything? So then, why do we ask for things in tefillah? It's totally he overturns the, the, the classic understanding. It's in order to recognize my own my own uh, lack. It's, it's to recognize when we ask for things, we recognize how, how low we are, how lacking we are, how limited we are, and this is, this is a humbling experience. To ask for things is really a better recognition of how little, how little we have and how dependent we are on Agadoj bara, is we ask for things to recognize that we need Hashem. This is so important in today's modern world, where we feel like we have everything. We don't need God. God is out of the equation. Sometimes when we ask for things, it's a way to recognize, wait a second, we really are dependent on Hashem. That's the second thing. The third question, uh, how do we know that a person's request is the right request? How do we know that, uh, that we're asking for the right things? So the answer is, we don't really know. And we ultimately defer to Hashem's greater wisdom. If I ask in my foolishness for something that's not good for me, God, you should overrule it. Okay, cancel out my, my tefillah because uh, I don't really know what I'm asking for anyway. There's a famous song by Garth Brooks, an American country singer. I'm a big fan of his. And he says, uh, he has a tefillah. He, a, a he has a song called Unanswered Prayers unanswered prayers you know and the song is I want to thank God for the unanswered prayers and it's a story about him and his girlfriend from high school she broke up with him and they didn't stay together and he's thanking Hashem for he's thanking God for, for everything he didn't get because he loves his wife and his children and it's an important principle now for the fourth piece he Revi'it he. What about the fourth question? Can you change God's will? So he quotes from the Shuva again. When I pray to Hashem, I'm not praying from the standpoint of you know uh, that I uh, in, that, that I can change God's will. Basically, we know that God, God is the one who decrees, God is the one who makes these choices. And uh, and basically, we recognize that that's beyond our, it's beyond our control. And he concludes this Shuvah with the following. This is Avodat Hashem. This is a pure form of Avodat Hashem. We ask for things, to recognize that we're really dependent on Hashem, who already knows our needs. Whether God answers our tefilot or not, In the end, it's God's greater decree which will determine what happens. It's really in God's hands. We don't believe that we can change God's will. This is a pure tefillah gisha, philosophic It's also based on pure philosophical foundations. All of tefillah can be captured in the words of David. Being close to Hashem, being close to Hashem, this is good for me. This is That's the ultimate tefillah, to be close to Hashem. And this is the ultimate form of avodat Hashem. God is not a, uh, you know, uh, what's the, what are those machines that you... Uh, You get a Coca-Cola from, it's not, it's not a vending machine. You you put in the coin and you get what you want, or you want the chips, or you want the the Sprite. No, it's not like that. Without doubt, a person who prays like this will, will be close to Hashem. And his request will also be fulfilled and answered. And with this, he ends the tshuva, we should be able to daven in the proper way and all of our tshilot should be be answered. Shkok everybody.